You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. Your fave podcast for all things dating and relationships. A one-stop pod shop for the latest trends, reality TV, and celebrity couple gossip. Plus, everything we've got going on in our own love lives. We're your village, and we think you can't date or relate without us. And you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you the expertise and guests who are filled with all the answers that'll take some guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share a pod with your friends so we can help grow the village even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell a friend. All right. Well, we all know what love language we speak. And if you don't know, you should figure that out. We know what type of red flags to look out for and what dating trends give us the ick and make us want to ghost. But do we know what types of dating there are? There are types of dating. There are types of people and there are types of dating. Knowledge about more dating terms might feel like yet another damn thing we need to file away in our dating arsenal. So confusing. But... We think identifying what type of dating you are looking for could actually be a really simple way to find clarity for yourself and a way to identify what the person that you're interested in is looking for as well. We found an article that explains the 12 types of dating, and I'm already hoping this doesn't make me want to quit my new dating app adventure and throw in the towel on the 12 months of dating challenge because (sighs) 12 months is a long time. (laughs) Well, the 12 months are going to happen regardless of you participating in the challenge or not. So we're just not going to let you quit, Robin. You've been doing such a great job. Knowledge is power and lists are a very cute way to organize our thoughts so that we can always access them when needed. So let's discuss the 12 types of dating, the positives and negatives of each, and why only a few of them are what we consider to be the end game. And by the end game, we mean like the ultimate in finding love because some of the other ones, some of the other ones are a little bit like statusy. So like might be the phase you're in versus others, like the direction you're going. Yes, exactly. So there's 12 of them. And the first one is casual dating. So this is kind of stagey. Like you said, Jen, it's like having fun with someone and there's like no intention of commitment kind of a thing. So it is intentional, but it sometimes is in like the beginning stages of a relationship. I think this is kind of a fun stage because like, you know, you could still actively be dating and like, you're not really getting attached, but you can like still kind of have fun and like be free-ish a little. Cause we always talk about on the show, like single does not equal bad. There are some positive things about being single and that comes with like freedom in so many ways. So I think casual dating is also like, if you think about the trajectory of a relationship, assuming, you know, maybe it doesn't end and you start the cycle over again, it falls under like right after you break up with somebody, if you want to get back out there, but you're like, not really sure what you're looking for. You're just dipping your toes back in. Casual dating is like a good limbo stage, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I was going to say this kind of the same thing, if not exactly the same thing. Um, You know, since I've been doing these apps and whatnot and getting zero positive reinforcement that these are going to work, the people that are my friends that have been on it for a while are saying stuff to me like, 
it's the fact that you're on them that is putting the positive like it, it's it's what's putting you in the realm of being open to meeting somebody right Wait, it's, so it took them saying it not us hammering that i'm home. just saying what as far as like well yeah because you're not on it anymore lauren hasn't been on them in a long time so yeah. when I've, i'm talking to people that are actively yeah. on them and having the same results if not no, they're making they're saying mine are worse. They're like no. the girls that I've been showing are like what the fuck. Well, I but, think but the, but I they the keep saying part. they keep saying that it's like yeah, that is the manifestation part that like you're out there. But casual dating, I think, and and as we go along on this list, I'll I'll explain more what I mean. But like casual dating, I think is more of like meeting people and handshakes and putting the positives out there of like being back in the game. I don't think there's any intention. Yeah, that's the point. There's no intention in casual dating that. So, so it, should it even be under dating? That's what I'm saying. It, it, the negatives about this, it does seem a little bit pointless. Like if you're not being very specific about what you need and what you're communicating to the other people that you're casually dating, then this could make, go down the path of leading somebody on. There's a lot of these dating terms that are like that. So however, if you say you're casually dating, which you can designate in the apps, mm -hmm. you might just want someone to go to dinner with every now and then or a plus one or an activity partner. And there could be somebody, there's a point in casual dating. It could be like being on the apps to open you up, to like get you back into finding some part of your social aspect or whatever it is for you. You ask yourself that, but there is a point to it. It's just pointless if the end game is like finding a relationship. Well, not because it but see that's the that. thing right with casual dating it's like i don't think they want an end game not at like, that time no not at that time but again Unless they stumble across somebody who's like amazing but i don't there's think there's always a risk that one person finds somebody they like more and the other still casually dating that these are that's like in all of these basically types right. of dating but then obviously, you know, the one that I think is like pretty common and like what most people's goal is is the long-term dating that's like dating with intention of a long-term commitment, like moving in or marriage or kids or something that's more committee because not mm -hmm. everyone wants to ma get married. So that is, you know, positives about that. It's like a very nice, safe place to be. And it could be a lot of people's ultimate goals. And the negatives like could be risky because if you don't really get to know the person before getting in a long-term dating thing, you might be moving too quickly. See, maybe I'm reading these wrong because like, it seems like these are types of people almost instead of types of dating no, because it's well, listen, listen, because long-term dating, like I understand you go into it and you're like, like I put on long-term dating on my profile. Right. But like, I feel like there's people that only do long-term relationships. Like I feel like there's people that you, you know, that we're dating somebody for four years, got to have a relationship. Then they go into something else with somebody for two years and they get out. Well, and, I think that like that's a type of dating that I think they are talking about. Like that's a long-term dater yes. instead of a casual dater. Partially true. But if we had control over all of the types of dates we went on, then we would all be happy and millionaires. But that's not the case. So there are also stages and types of dating. I could be a long-term dater and I could go in with intention of long-term dating, but I could I mean, technically you are a long-term dater. But I could go. Yeah. Well, I wasn't always though. I could. No, but technically you're in a really long-term oh, dating currently, situation. Oh, currently. You're currently. Right, now. right. But I was into casual dating. 
dating and I was into friends with benefits and I was in situationships. And I'm just saying that you could have the goal of being just friends with benefits and you could put that out there. But the person that you're having friends with benefits all of a sudden wants to be in a situationship. And then, so knowing these stages is helpful to know. It's like knowing love language. It's like, oh, that's what's happening. Right. That's when you're jumping into the pool, you know what what depth you're jumping into. Exactly. Casual dating is like halfway between shallow end and deep end, and yeah. long-term dating is deep end. Yeah. Right. And according to this article, it's, it's dating formats versus dating personality types. Yes. So if we think about it as a format or a phase, like what Lauren was saying, she wasn't always in a long-term relationship or looking for one. I mean, I have been, so <laughs> I think maybe my format is one type, but uh, who knows? I don't know. Like there are probably people that get were in marriages and then they get out and they're like, I'm not doing that again. Now I'm letting loose and I'm not going to be so committal and I'm not going to lock it down. I'm just going to I have what I need. I've done that in my lifetime. I'm moving on. To now. I wish you would tell us what, like what the perimeters were of, of like, like is casual dating. Like if somebody is into casual dating and then they, it hits like six months, they're like, Oh, it's, it's not casual anymore. No, this is it's, like, well, it's casual. I mean, there's not necessarily casual. Um, isn't when you focus on one person. Yeah. Casual. Well, no, casual can be an approach to just anything yes. like casual for like wear, casual clothing, casual and how you like communicate with people. It's just, you're not, you're just not as getting formal. attached. You're not getting attached. You're actively dating and not interested in anyone in particular. So you are not getting attached, but you're and it's not as serious. Dating. Yeah. So you just keep that wall, that boundary. If you just don't go past the, like, you don't talk about, you don't get feelings and talk about feelings. And if you do, then you're moved on to the next term, whether you like it or not. The next. Well, week. I think casual overlaps a little bit with the next one, friends with benefits, yeah. a friend you have sex with, because in a sense, that's casual. It also could be like the casual dating. You see somebody when you see them, you don't when you don't. There's no expectations or limitations. There's very different intention behind it where it's more like fun oriented versus um, more like a deeper connection where you're in, integrated into each other's lives and things and looking at it as a partnership, you're more individuals who come together. So it, and the positives, it's a great place to be if that's your intention and negatives. It could be risky if like one person, uh, like I think has like gains feelings toward the other person and starts to want more. But I think that goes with any of these things. Yes. If you, if you start this format, let's just say friends with benefits, and you are looking for fun, then great. But if you know you aren't clear about boundaries and things, or you just didn't realize you were going to develop feelings exactly. for somebody because you're spending time with them, yeah. I think I think the clear like distinction is here that um, like friends with benefits. I think it's like you have to. You have to not want to be in a relationship, and but you're fucking horny, right? And you want to fuck, you still want to have sex, and you don't want to start calling hookers and going on OnlyFans. So, like, but you have a friend that you're attracted to, and they are in kind of the same situation where they just haven't been laid in a while. And then you can go, well, why don't we do what you're attractive? I'm attractive. Why don't we do this? And like set the boundaries. Whereas if you put out there that you're looking for friends, like if you go out to find a friend that is going to be with benefits. That's casual dating. 
Potentially, but I mean, it, you could still say we're friends with benefits. We are friends and we just want to have sex. Well, you become friends. That's what I'm saying. I think the yeah. friends part has to be first yeah. with the friends with benefits. Whereas if you go to find somebody to be right. a friend with benefit, that's casual. Yeah, and be aware that you could go into any of these, you know, stages with the intention of being long-term casual friends with benefits and then something sneaks up on you so that's why it's also helpful to know these these different terms because they are gonna sort of help guide you like to know where you're at and where you're going so i went out uh last friday or saturday i went to happy hour and as i tend to do in my life i went to happy hour with one two three four five girls it was just me and five girls and um I w- we were talking about the hinge and the apps and you know the one girl follows me on Instagram so she was like I saw you're doing this and I heard you're doing this so we started talking about it and the most common thing I think for young women and single women right now that I am hearing about which is kind of like an emotional boundary for them is a situationship yeah I can't tell you all of them have a situationship and their situationship is somebody that's closer to them than somebody they're going out and meeting or going on dates. This one girl was telling us a story about how she was on Hinge and some guy invited her to go to a Sacramento Kings game courtside and she went, but it was her situationship's birthday. So like he started asking her where she was and she got caught between a casual date and a situationship and then ultimately went to go find the situationship, but couldn't let those two worlds mix. Yeah. Because she doesn't want, and she didn't care about losing the casual date. She cared about losing the situation. Right. Because the situationship technically by definition is a little bit more, um, connected, more strong, more intense, if you will, than casual dating. So situationship is basically a relationship in its early stages, the what are we phase before you have that commitment talk. That's It's that gray area where you're like, okay, we've been casually dating for a while. Now we're, go- we're um, like moving into the next phase. This limbo area is a situationship. But she didn't. She didn't talk about it like that. She talked it about about it more of like, well, she lives in Sac- uh, San Antonio. I meant not Sacramento Kings, San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> I keep getting those S's confused, especially coming from California to Texas. San Antonio, and he lives in Austin, and she that's an hour away, forty five minutes an hour. It's basically going somebody dating, you know, Jen and Ma- Marina Del Rey and living in West Hollywood. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's an hour away. Yeah, you know, so. Uh, but she kept talking about it like, like she didn't, she did, wasn't, this thing wasn't going anywhere. They've just been doing it for so long that it's not a relationship. It's, it's, it's a situationship. Does that make sense? It like does. she you wasn't like, can, I hope this guy becomes my boyfriend. Yes. She was like, be in that, that phase. It doesn't mean the, what are we? I mean, I guess obviously the next stage is either it's the phase before commitment or like, staying stagnant or going separate ways but commitment we're saying it's a stage before commitment because that's like what most people are looking for um it, it was weird because like she so here can i tell you what happened yeah like it's kind of a fun story i'm using her story i don't care um so she went on this date to the san antonio spurs game courtside this guy was blow like she was on this date with this guy she just met like that was their very first date and the situation ship was blowing her up to see where she was because he was going to be in Austin for or She knew he knew she was in Austin and it was his birthday. Right. So he was going out. So 
the the girl and her date were going to go to this one bar to meet up with another friend and the friend who was at the bar said that her situationship was there so her and her date couldn't go there does that make sense <laughs> yeah so she told the situationship to meet her at another bar with no intention of going to that other bar and you just know- to get the situationship out of the bar she wanted to go to Damn, girl. So I know. So you know what that this is? is? A, this is all like falling web. under. I mean, there's specific tiers, but it's all falling under casual dating. Also, <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, is like that she, she like we would we would say like his name or like I guess she calls him the cowboy, right? So like we would say the cowboy, and she would like she might be around here. Oh, like, like he's, wait, and he knows that he's called that. Yeah, he knows he's called that. I guess he calls himself that. This is getting weirder by the way. I know. But my my (laughs) point is is that it was a clear line between casual dating and situationship. And she she left the guy that she was on the casual first date with to go and talk to the other guy for 15 minutes so long that the casual date left. Well, that makes sense. Right. And then hasn't responded to her since. But she made a priority out of the situationship. Right. Because it sounds like – okay, but that – here's the thing. When we talk about like dating apps and things like that, Rob, you – are going to be a part of this community of people out in the world trying to find somebody. So you have the people you've gone on dates with now, maybe a couple times, or there's one you're leaning toward that you like more than others and you are moving that forward. But like, if it hasn't gotten serious yet, do you throw all your irons in that one fire? Or do you start casually dating others? But you lean toward the one you like the most, especially we know your history. You, tend to want to be laser focused on one person. So that would be in this storyline, the situationship. It's just not defined, but it's the one you care about the most. So it makes sense why she left the casual new person for the person she's already invested time in. Should the situationship be mad that she was going out with somebody else? Like if he found out she was on a date? So I would say only if they have had conversations that are misleading. If no, they've never had the conversation not- about what they are or what they're working toward then or what they're looking for, then like you can't expect anything out of anybody. Yeah. A situation ship by definition is the phase before that conversation. So no, technically you cannot be mad about that. Unless- right. Because nobody's initiated that no, conversation. No. So if you're in a situation ship and you want to get out of it to either it's, stop it's, dating. Uh- it's purgatory. It's like dating limbo. That's what right. it is. So yeah, figure it purgatory. out and you cannot get mad at somebody for that because you're all technically still single. And she was really- Well, I'll tell you, I think it's like, from what I'm hearing at the young crowd around Austin, I've heard the word, the the situationship. And I, like I said, I think it's an emotional uh, like wall. Like I think it's, it's allowing- Well, no, I think it's allowing them to be vulnerable, but not be completely vulnerable because they're not calling it, they're not fully investing in it and it's not too casual. So I feel like they're like saying situationship because it makes them feel like they still have some power over the situation. It's like when you're in junior high, my stepdaughter is all doing all of this right now. There's different phases. There's like talking, then like dating, then like boyfriend, girlfriend, like this is just like the older version, the situation ship. Well, I'm saying in today's, in 2024, in the 25 to 35 dating sphere, situation ship seems to be leading the crowd. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty normal. But I think that we should banish it. People need to like yeah. pull a trigger. If you're going towards something, like don't be afraid a little to excuse-y. say what you want. Yeah, it's a little excusey. It's like, I want to be more than just casually dating you, but I'm afraid to commit. So here we are in this situation ship. There's a lot of people in that age range, though, that I'm finding that are a lot more fluid 
in their sexuality. So I feel like putting labels on stuff is not like a cool thing anymore. Well, so like this might be another level of like, like I'm in a situationship with this person, but I'm open to everybody. I'm poly. Interesting. But okay, how long does a situationship go on before it until somebody back? gets jealous? No, wait, somebody but let's, gets okay. If you think about it, let's let's give it some parameters. Like if you're in this situationship at what point are you in it so long it's either now back to being casual or you're actually in a relationship? I, I don't think there's a time limit. I think that's up to the people that could go on as long as you want it to go on. I think it, I think it has a, uh, I don't think that there's a set time limit, but I yeah. think that somebody's going to break. Oh, well, of course. Over, over and eventually time. it just depends on where you're at. Like somebody after a month could be like, I'm over this. I want to be with you or fuck this. I want to go date other. Whatever. Well, I, listen, I know this isn't next on the list, but it kind of, leads into it pretty nicely uh long distance dating yeah is on this list Mm -hmm. and that says dating someone who lives in another city the positives are absence makes the heart grow fonder can give you balance and time to focus on you and your hobbies and interests and commitment with a little bit of personal freedom when the negatives are it can be tough for someone who's not up for the challenges this type of commitment asked for i mean if you have a jealousy issue yeah. if you like can if you if you have if things come up in your brain that you make up scenarios in your mm-hmm. brain and then you project it on the other person all the time like you know not being friends with their friends not understanding who their stories are about not knowing the ins and outs of that stuff you know yeah but um I think long distance relationships tends to lean towards situationship because like, it's like I'm, I'm with somebody, but I'm not with them all the time. Yeah. But long distance dating, I mean, it's yeah. Usually though, I mean, I guess when they're saying dating here to go on specifically what this article is talking about, it does feel like, yeah, you're dating, dating somebody in another city. So how committed are you? But most people who decide to like date people in other cities, it's like, I, this is my boyfriend and he lives here cause he's going to school and I live here cause I'm not or whatever. And right. this is what we're doing. And so you're normally committed at that point, but all of those things could still be true if you have. Well, so this, um, I really wanted to talk about, it's so funny the serendipitous that this came up. And I, I mean, I knew what the topic was, but I didn't realize that this was like a main thing on the list. But, um, like, so I found a girl on Instagram that I found attractive and I found her on Instagram through my friends's Instagram. Like I saw her hanging out with my friends in Nashville. Right. So I kind of like cyber stalked a little bit or whatever and like saw what was going on and, uh, turns out she's really cute, really nice, single, all that other stuff. So I asked my friend to like reach out to her. And jokingly, I was like, hey, who's this girl? And you think she wants to marry me? And she's like, I don't know. You're going to have to ask her. And I'm like, no, I'm asking you to ask her for me. Right. And she was like, "Okay, uh, let me ask. And the girl came back. She was like, "Uh, let me let me let me do a deep dive on Rob and see what he's all about. Came back and was like, Rob looks like somebody really cool. I would go on a date with him if he lived here. But I don't really want to do the long distance dating again. And I was talking to another guy friend of mine. And he was like, he goes back and forth to L.A. all the time. And he was like, yeah, same thing. I met a girl. We really hit it off, but she doesn't want to do the long distance, even though I'm here a lot. Now, I understand the reasons why, but we, the guy and I were wondering, well, the guy, other guy was like, maybe this is a new thing for girls. Like it's a new excuse for them to not date or I don't know. What, how do you guys feel about the long distance thing? I think it, I think for it to 
makes sense. You have to know where you're at. So have like, you ever done it? Has anybody here ever done it? I've definitely had like romances with okay. long I have distance done people. It. I have absolutely done it. Like in a relationship with a guy for like two years, moved to LA, no, three years, moved to LA. He was up in the Bay Area. Then he went to New York for school and I was still in LA. I mean, it was like we were in a full on committed relationship and our lives took us in different directions. And like, I couldn't move and he couldn't move. And it was fucking hard. So that's what I was saying in the beginning. Like, I think to do the long distance dating, you either have to want that flexibility of not being in the same place and kind of romancing the idea that when you see each other, it's great. And you get to see each other in different cities because maybe you visit them and that's a vacation for you and they visit you. It's a vacation, whatever. But then at the same time, what's the end goal? And I think we keep saying like the end goal there. So can one of you eventually move to well, the that's, right. place? If you're already in a committed relationship, like I was in, whereas if you're just like casually dating somebody and that it never, they're already in different cities. I think it's different because I was already in a full on three year committed right. relationship. And so the end goal was to eventually end up together. It's just that it was temporary. Our long distance relationship was temporary. Yeah, I did a long distance too when I first moved to LA. I think in Rob, your case, like meet all. I did too. Y'all know her. Her name was Carrie O'Donnell. Y'all know her. She's still alive, so her name's still Carrie. Um, But (laughs) glad. Um, But anyway, so yes, you we've all done the long distance relationship. But regarding long distance dating, which is a different status because it's more about like, can you meet? Can you be open to meeting people in different places, and then? allow that to grow. And I think for me, I was super open to that, Rob. When I was in LA, I've been in LA for many years, but I'm like, okay, wait, maybe there's no one in LA for me. So maybe mm-hmm. I should consider Miami or whenever I travel. Like, Right. I remember you going to Miami. has to be bigger LA. now. Yes. Yeah. And it's so much easier to get places. Like Nashville from right. Austin is like a hop, skip, and a jump, and it's really, really cheap. So my pros to dating somebody in Nashville would be you get your space still. I get my space still. We're not having to force to spend – like what do you want for dinner every fucking night? and like kind of making things real quick and attached and then we can figure out like my lease is up in september i'm not held out to, to austin that's you know? great built-in right. flexibility there as you start this dating endeavor didn't even exactly. think to add that into your dating challenge that in september reevaluate location yeah and then and then let's just hold off on that for a minute but oh. the, and then uh i was saying to my guy friend who's texting me right now i was saying that um you know, maybe it's a situation where you don't like it's harder to go and look for it in a different city without meeting the person first, yeah. because then if there's like an added pressure for it to work. Whereas if you met like if I was in Nashville for New Year's and I met her and we really hit it off and we had like two great days together and then kept talking and then decided to keep talking and then decided to start visiting each other and then it became a thing. Yeah. Then it's organic. Or so if you like, go somewhere and you use the app like, you know, you're going to go to another city if you even if you come to LA to visit you come all the time like you could absolutely start swiping before you get here make dates to go on while you're here and then maybe you do you see where that goes i think there's a lot of fun too in having the little pen pal relationship because there it's low stakes low it's, stakes it's kind of like you've got mail like it's fun you get like these messages from somebody who you've now got a connection with somewhere else you can plan things and you build upon that in a different way. And you actually have to be more 
I think disciplined with the communication Focused. and intentional yeah. with it. Intentional. So yeah, and it's I like, love it. It's like the bachelor theory, right? Like it's like all these fun dates that are like, I don't know what amps it up a little bit too. Like, because you're in another And then place. distance makes the heart grow fonder, yeah, exactly. but you have to, like, I would have to, I know myself and I'd have to go into therapy right away because I am a scenario <laughs> creator and I would get jealous because she's hot. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, Oh, what guy is not going to want to hook up with you? And you're there. And I, I don't know you, like I'm not. Right. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know who these people well, are. Well, then you get out of that situationship and long distance dating real quick then. Okay. Yeah, but and also you make it a thing because then you can make it yeah. exclusive. Yes. Then yeah. you could be exclusively dating, which is also one of them. But online dating and speed dating are two different ones that are on this list. Those are self-explanatory. Online dating is obviously on the apps. And I think, Rob, we're going to pitch the positives here because it's like you can meet a lot of people. And like theoretically, these people are looking to meet someone and date too, and it can speed up the process. So that's good. The negatives obviously are like catfishing and safety, but the big one is dating fatigue. Because this is exclusive dating? No, no. Online dating. The dating oh, fatigue can be like a thing if you're actively on dating apps and just really going out all the time, then you like get kind of sick and tired of it. So taking breaks is key, but speed dating you guys is like, I think it's like the limbo stage of online dating. And I think speed dating should be like a thing. And I want to talk about this because, well, so the online dating thing, like uh, I, I, right now I'm treating it like it's, it's just another Instagram or TikTok. Like yeah. I go on it when my, when my brain needs that kind of focus and whatever that, that, uh, serotonin is or whatever, you know, like it just, it doesn't mean anything. I'm just kind of swiping and like, Oh, that girl's cute. But it doesn't, I'm not like, Oh God, could that be the one? <laughs> well, you should, I mean, you shouldn't be putting your, you shouldn't be looking at a picture and being like, could that be the one anyway? It's same thing when, if you're in real life, you shouldn't look at a girl right, at a bar. Like I said, there's other stuff. You're being well, breezy about it. You're being breezy, being breezy about breezy. it, but you also right. remember dating with intention is like, if you're just going on there because you're trying to like, get validation or whatever. I'm not saying you're, do, you're doing that. I'm just saying, remember, you do have an ultimate goal. And if you did meet somebody that caught your eye, not, oh, that's the one, but oh, that girl's hot. Oh, look, her profile is kind of funny. I message her. She messages me. Oh, great. Cool. We're both free right, on right. this night. It turns into, that's the goal. You're not just on dating apps because you're fucking bored. Like, no, it sounds more like you're being yeah. breezy about it and you're not fatigued by it because you're not like stalking the app I'm to getting, find I'm getting fatigued. I'm but, getting fatigued. Well, okay, fine. well, dating fatigue comes from like not just swiping, but like actually going on the dates because you're I swiping, matching, going on a date. And so you might need to take breaks if that's happening or maybe like be a little more intentional about who you're The, the speed date. dating thing like you were talking about though, you guys are watching Love on the Spectrum yes. now? Yes. All right, good. Remember we talked about it last episode where I was like, you have to watch this show. Yes. But, but the speed dating thing really looks like something that is feasible because you know you're going for a certain amount of time. You know there's a beginning and an end. Yes. And you know that like you don't have to come up with a million things to talk about for an hour and a half because that person's going to be dinged and out of there soon. You guys, it's like, like – it's like dating apps, but in real life, you get to, but you get to see the person in front of you. You get to talk to them. It's a great way to see if there's any initial chemistry, which is impossible to tell on the apps. You just totally negate that whole step. It's right in front of you. The negatives about speed dating though, I've been on a speed dating thing before and I've seen other and her like other ones and heard other women talk about it, like other girls that I'm friends with. 
I'm just going to put this out there. It's not a popular enough thing. So the pool of people at speed dating events are small and usually not great. Also, I would say that if you are going to speed date, like avoid the conversation of speed dating as much as possible, because imagine sitting there and you've got 10 speed dates and every single person is like, have you done this before? This is weird. I'm awkward. This is awkward. Like that shouldn't be the conversation. That's the elephant in the room that we don't need to discuss. Obviously we're all here. That's the speed dating. But that takes two seconds to say, you know, how are you feeling nervous? Me too. I think that's a feeling about just meeting strangers, which is fine to like say, but I think it should like, we should all empower ourselves to like be more creative and like you could talk about and literally anything else because you're in person with somebody who's a human. You guys, can we make speed dating a thing? I think we should do a whole episode on like why this is good, how, why it needs to become popular and like how maybe we, it's complicated. could like start a fucking awesome speed dating thing. We're like, hot, fun, smart people fucking love these things. And it's like the new fucking Tinder, but in real life and we become billionaires. I'm yes, yeah, I love it. it. I'm into it. I tried to do it over uh, the, during the pandemic, I held a virtual one. So I'm into it. Um, oh yeah. I yeah. Forgot about it. Yeah, exactly. Didn't you? And I got it? a match. I yeah. got a match. Yes, exactly. That's right, so- at the end of speed dating, basically you pick who you like on your little list. You give it to the speed date coordinator. And if you match, then they put you in touch with each exactly. other. That is how it works. It's perfect. So, so, and if you don't match, if they didn't like you back, then you, you never hear from no, you. No harm, no foul. It's just like dating apps, but in real life. Okay. The next two um, things that kind of go together are blind dating and friend setup. It's kind of the same thing, except for a friend setup is coming specifically from a friend. And you might know a little bit about this person they're setting you up with. And blind dating is like, you've never seen them before. You could be set up by like a boss, by a fucking doctor, by a rando, like, and you know nothing about this person. There's like, I mean... Jen, didn't you get blind dated by your dentist or something? Oh my God. I've been set up by a million different people, either blind dating or by friend setups. So many things. I think I was, you know, I really believe that you just don't know how you're going to meet somebody. And in theory, if somebody does know you like a friend, hopefully they know what you're looking for and know your personality and what. I find it goes the other way though. The front, the friend thing, like here's, and t- tell me if I'm wrong, Jen at all, but like what people try, when I've had friends try to set me up, so a blind date, right. But there was, is there really a blind date in today's day and age? Like they show you a picture of the person. No, no because it's, that's it not depends a blind on date. the parameters. Well, hold yeah, on. Blind. Have you ever, have either of you ever been on a date that you've never saw a picture of the person? You just fucking met yeah. them out. Yeah. No, that, no. Wait, no. yes. Then that's that not a blind date. date. That's not a blind date unless it's that Rob. So otherwise it's a friend setup. Jen, you went out with somebody I and you had too. no information on them. Me was too. it like 2002? No, the point it was like the premise was I'm going to use my judgment person setting up to put together two people. You're not going to see each other. You just have to trust this oh, person. Oh, so they don't give they don't give you a name or anything. They no, just say or they might up. give a first name and like some description about that person so you know that it's a person and what maybe you might find, but that it's like an agreed upon thing. There's actually an app called talkify and they do that. So they connect you and then you go and then you see the person there. Then there's also matchmakers. Sometimes they won't let you see the other person. I've done that too. Yeah. Matchmakers aren't on here. No, it's, I mean, I think, but maybe, Rob, maybe that's Rob, a, definitely not something for you, but I do think the friend setup might be an interesting. Rob, no, no, no. He, let me say, let me say it's about the friend setup thing. 
right? And this is, and Jen, maybe you've had the same experience, and I don't mean to fucking sound, you know, egotistical or whatever here, but like whenever a friend tries to, I get so mad because whenever a friend tries to set me up with people, it's usually like, oh, Jen, you are pretty and you're nice and you got a great job. And why are you single? You shouldn't, oh, you know what? My other friend is single. You should meet them. And then you look and you're like, there's a reason they're single. Do you know? And also like, like, does that what you think of me? Okay, like, do also, you think I would be matched up with this person First of in all, real life? Rob, just FYI, I was single before. So I am part of this conversation. <laughs> I know you're part of the conversation. I'm just saying like, well, I, like recently. Jenis, I, th- I think recently and happened, also. But this happened to me, this exact thing. I got mad at Sarah, my friend Sarah, because she was like, why don't, why don't you go out with that guy? Like tried to set me up. And I was like, Sarah, would you go out with that guy? And she's like, ew, no. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's so that's Fuck so you. insulting. So yeah. insulting. It's like, oh, okay, so ew, no, but how about how about for you, Lauren? I'm like, we did no. a whole episode on this actually about like how to approach friend setups because for an, we did was yeah. I there? I don't know. This might have been before you, no, but Lauren was, the, was way, yeah. Lauren was set up with James by way of a friend who approached it properly. So the thing is, is there are two versions. I remember of talking this. about that, but that was yeah. But so there's I, two I, versions of a friend setup. There's the one where somebody just wants to put two single people together and hope it sticks. And then there's actual people who want to look at qualities and what somebody's looking for. And they're basically taking the dating app out of it by evaluating criteria on both sides and seeing if it would stick potentially based on what you know about each person. So I actually have a, somebody that I think you would like, Rob, and I think she might like you, but you don't live in the same city. And every time I probably tried to put you in the same room, you bailed or whatever. So me? yeah, you didn't come to my engagement party. Was going to happen there. Didn't come. Oh, you didn't tell me that. I and also, and also, the engagement party was out of my control. I would be there, and I would fly there specifically for your engagement party if it was if I was going for your engagement party. Does well, that make sense? You like, told I'm flying- me you wanted to come anyway. That is for a different episode. Well, I, yeah, all right. but <laughs> that's for another time. But point being, but is, my point is, I didn't want to tell you that I was oh. going to set you up with somebody because I thought it might feel forced or you might be weird about it. Because if I know mm. you and your journey to find love, Lauren too, is that sometimes you're in the mood, sometimes you're not. Sometimes you like mm. that approach, sometimes you don't. So I was going to mm. put you in the same place. Hope you both talked about Austin and all the different things about your country and the things and the stuff and American and music and drinking and fun times (laughs) or maybe the Eagles sports and you could have fallen in love or maybe you would have just been like you two are attractive. That is the third way. The two other ways you talked about, Jen, the third way is that way and or what my friend Noel did and how James and I met. A good additive to that is to say, hey, Rob. I'm going to be inviting you out. It really only works if you all like live in the same city, but I'm going to be inviting you out a lot. And there's going to be like groups of people around. And I just want right. you to keep an open mind. I remember, I remember that conversation. I know some guys in this group and there's a couple that I think you would like. So just be open. If you guys connect organically, great, cool. Then it worked out. And that's how he set James and I up. Yeah, that's perfect. That's see, that's nice. That's, that's a nice way to do it. Like I'm going to this, uh, singles party yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. And like I'm open to meeting somebody there. And the I know that other people are single there, right? So I'm not I don't that that like will they won't they do they have a boyfriend is it even worth it like putting myself out there thing. Plus I'm going with five girls so I can have yeah. 
you know, wing women with me. This is Rob. This is like another one on the list, which I kind of never really heard of that. I I mean, wait, before we move on, let me just say, I think blind dating is almost completely out of, I think that's almost completely gone from the earth. It's because of, because of social media, because of social media. No, but you purposely don't give somebody full information and then you don't find them. Yeah, you just. I guess there's a lot of trust there, uh, also. But yeah. but all right, so it's fine uh, to try it once. Yolo. Group dating is what you're talking about. That is another yes. thing. Being part of a group where they do activities and they everyone, a lot of the people there are looking to find someone. It's like a that's key, so much safer. That feels so low, safe. Yeah, low key, right. low pressure way to meet somebody and possibly even kind of go on a little mini date with them right then and there. But you're not alone. You have the comfort of your friends. You can like kind of go in and out. Negative. I actually are- think everyone and maybe starting with Rob who should lead this effort is like hosting single people activities. So like, let's say you go watch a sports game. You're required to bring one single person. That person's required to bring one single person. That person's required to bring one single person. And then you have a room full of single people, hopefully that haven't met each other, or at least you can establish everybody in the room is single and it takes the guests out of the game. And you should like all you bring, saying. you should all bring the opposite sex or the same sex so that it lines up. Cause then otherwise there's going to be like a bunch of dudes and one girl or whatever. So that you should uh, figure that out too. But the negatives of this can be though, like if you guys keep going all out in the same group, like, you know, there could be some cross pollination of like someone liked somebody and now they're going out with somebody Mm. else or whatever. But I mean, whatever that is. That's why I'm going with all straight girls. Cause that's not going to, that's not going to cross over. That happens. Oh, I guess. So you don't like any of these. These are all just actual friends. You're not going to like date one and then date another one of the five. No, no, no. The five are just my friends. Okay. And they're all completely different. I mean, completely different. So, like, if one of them's going after my friend, I'll just call her A, and, and if he's not going after T. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, they're they're completely different age brackets, hair mm. color. You height. never know. One has a kid. Do you, yeah, maybe, yeah. but, like, I'm not, not – I don't see those. But they're also not tight friends either, so that, like, fighting is not going to be a fucking – like, Good. nobody's really shit. Okay. Um, but the, I, I think another negative would be that I'm so comfortable with my girlfriends that I came with that I'm not like venturing off to go talk to somebody outside of the group that I came in there with, too. Yes. Okay. So what are you going to do to get out of that? I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. This is going to be a first time thing. We're all meeting beforehand at a Soho house to have some drinks. So maybe we'll discuss the rules of engagement Ooh. while we're there. Yeah, I love but, this. Um, maybe you should have like some sort of like hand signals like SWAT team if you need or to maybe in. it's like you can't sit with our group and not talk to a stranger for more than 15 minutes okay you have to go back out and talk to somebody new oh gosh we're gonna have to recap this whole yeah. experience I want to talk more about group dating because I like that or slash speed dating I think these are good there's two more on this list exclusive dating goes without saying you're both committed that I think is kind of the end game for most people. Like, isn't like, that long t- uh, falling or long term kind of? Yeah, no, I, I guess think- I guess length, right? Length. Yeah. Here's the thing: you could be in a long term relationship that isn't exclusive. Yeah, true. This is Situation. exclusive. You've made the boundary. We're committed to each other. The you know, just be clear about what you want, faithfulness wise, trust wise, all you know, so someone doesn't feel betrayed. Then there's also ethical non-monogamy those are open relationships poly relationships ruffles those again you know hey they're positive for people who don't want boundaries and don't want to be emotionally or sexually committed to anybody and the negatives again it can be tricky to navigate because there's so many layers and there's multiple people multiple emotions most you have to be a specific type of person you You can't yeah 
It could like be you, great. Like the three of us couldn't be like, no. I'm going to try ethical non-monogamy no, for a week. It's we, not we my jam, handle. but it, no. I think it could be very good for a certain type of person. And you know, those people out there, we all have a friend like, oh yeah, they should just do that. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Those like, are going yeah. Though, to exclusive dating, I, I, I use the example of long-term relationship. You don't necessarily have to be exclusive for, and same thing clearly with this ethical non-monogamy, you don't have to be exactly. You don't have to be exclusive for, but you, so you don't have to be in a long-term relationship to be exclusive. You just have to be exclusive. So you could have gone from situationship in a month to exclusive in a month, you know? So yeah. I think mm. it's really just setting that boundary of what you're there for and the parameters. And these help kind of identify beyond what you are, your boundaries are, what like general boundaries are for other people so that you can tell like where, what stage you're in or what stage someone else might be going for or, Oh shit. Now all of a sudden I think we're here, even though we didn't want to be, it's just kind of helpful to know the little steps and stages so that you can like navigate. Like I know we have a, an outline in front of us and, and Lauren, you're amazing at putting these outlines together, but was this formatted like this or were things under other things like, I feel like a lot of these can fit under some of the other 12. The article like it, it could be six with like six subdivisions. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, they all kind of mesh together, but the article specified these as specific dating types 12. and that there's 12 of them and that these are them. So just, you know, now you guys know you're welcome. That's why you come. You're here. welcome. Exactly. So again, you are welcome everybody for these 12 different categories. There's probably a million subcategories. Like Rob said, we didn't even touch on matchmaking, which we realized should probably be lucky number 13. Although I have not been lucky with that, but yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that you guys are taken, but I was gonna say we should have a matchmaker come on the show and explain it to us. No, we should. They don't have to match make Lauren and I, but we can try and match make you. I would be curious to hear what they would set you up with. And maybe there's like an intake form and they can say like, well, based on this, you'd probably be great with this kind of person. I would look for this in my database. So great call, Rob. Love that idea. Guys, now you know we've got that coming up. We've also got a lot of other episodes coming up. So keep tuning in to It's Complicated, where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff. And while you're there, please subscribe, rate, comment, and share the show with a friend. And if you want to join the class of master daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show, where you can also find me at Jennifer Golden. You can find me at Forever's Evers on Instagram. And you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social needs. We'll be back. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. <laughs>